everybody, and welcome back to Screen Streets, the podcast where we discuss yours and our favorite movies and TV shows. My name is Cameron. I'm here with my best friend, Joel. Hello. And, uh, hey, Joel. We realize we've been gone for a little while, and we apologize for that, but sometimes life happens, and we got busy. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, there. Let me dive into this real quick. So we kind of took a hiatus in February. That's because I was going through some severe mental health issues at the time that needed to be addressed. Like I, I attempted suicide and I, I needed to get some help. And I did. And then I got out and I fell for a girl and she took my, I gave her my heart and she put it in a trash bag and walked away. And I feel kind of shitty. It's been the kind of roller coaster last few months, man. So, uh, it has like, been. yeah, I think it's time we start talking about movies again. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's not tough about our lives, but movies and TV shows are what's there for us in the end, right? You bet. Help us get, get through these times. Yeah. So, so yeah, we have, anyway. we apologize. We apologize for the hiatus. We apologize for the abrupt kind of stoppage in our coverage. But uh, we hope to we hope to come back strong. We hope to. Other than that, Joel, I mean, recently, how have you been? You say, I'm all right. Not really sleeping that well, but I'm I'm watching a lot of movies. <laughs> Right on, man. I was watching The Wolf of Wall Street just a little bit ago. That's a great one. Oh, I could watch that almost any time. That is a great one. Yeah, it's on a Paramount Plus. That's a, that's nice. A good nice. I did sign up for Paramount Plus. I've got the Paramount Plus. I've got the Peacock. I've got all these things I said I wasn't going to get. So yeah, you, you bet I signed up for Paramount Plus. Where are my big brother fans at? Because Big Brother comes back in a few weeks, and I'm about to lose myself in that bullshit like I do every summer. Yeah, me and my kids have been joining Paramount Plus for the walk down Nickelodeon memory lane. Shows like Salute Your Shorts, Hey Dude, Legend, it's all there. What, what have your kids been most interested in as far as old Disney shows or Nickelodeon shows? Nickelodeon shows they really enjoyed salute your shorts we ran through that pretty fast they like are you afraid of the dark and lately they've been getting into all that they like all that it's it's uh, cool no, man it's tunes. cool to uh yeah yeah the tunes well for the tunes they like rugrats of course i think they've liked rugrats before that though Fuck and uh rugrats man that shit's a phenomenon yeah. And SpongeBob. They they've glommed real hard onto SpongeBob. SpongeBob's good. Like I, yeah, I was SpongeBob's in the hospital great. a lot from twenty twelve to twenty fourteen and like I didn't have a cell phone at the time and I would just watch whatever the T V had on and it was all news or like 
bullshit fucking daytime talk shows during the day. So I found myself watching Nickelodeon a lot because this aired Spongebob like back to back to back. And I'm like, this is a good show, actually. I never watched it until I was in the hospital. It's one of those shows where the the writing kind of sneaks up on you and you're like, this is actually pretty funny. It's not bad, dude. It's a good it's it's one of the better modern cartoons. I agree. So now that we've had some some fun time up top, what do you say, Joel, we get under word on the street? Let's do it. All right. Word on the street is there's some DC drama as the makers of Harley Quinn, the cartoon uh, premiering on DC's streaming service, but also showing on HBO Max. They opened up that the next season, they were their idea was shot down of having a scene where Batman was going down on Catwoman, and DC yeah. shut it down because, quote, heroes don't do that. Yeah, I, I also read about this. <laughs> yeah, and which has led like, to many. Wait, heroes don't pleasure their women. Like, what the? What, what does that mean? Exactly. There's been plenty of funny drama, but also somewhat angry women out there saying this isn't how you should portray a hero. I, I don't know. Like, how what I is wrong to a, to a Batman going down on Catwoman scene? I'd be like, whoa, but I'd be into it. I'd be like, hell yeah, Batman. But I'd be absolutely shocked to see it. I'd be like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The the story comes with, I think it was just something funny that was recalled by the creator and people to it pretty good. Right. Uh, Because I don't, you know, you don't know what else they may have rejected. I mean, if there was a scene of, Catwoman going down on Batman, would that have also been rejected? I don't know. Probably. Probably, right? Because like, villains she's... don't do that. <laughs> Characters in general don't do that. Yeah, I'm like, humans don't do oral. What is this shit? Yeah, DC, I mean, the the show is surprisingly really good. I recommend that show. I love it. I love the Harley Quinn animated series, but it is very like R rated. It's very R rated. So you wonder. So, like, it it would have been pretty cool to see like an an oral sex scene of Batman going down on Catwoman. I'd be like, wow. This is amazing. (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah, just without that extra information, I don't know what kind of things they'd. Do approve and don't approve. So I don't know if it's sexist or it's just just a one line too far. I want to know, like, I, I wish I was a fly on the wall of that boardroom meeting. Just like, wait a minute, dude. Batman doesn't lick puss. Like, that's not what he's about. Yeah, who's in charge of that decision? <laughs> Who gets final say? Bruce Bruce Wayne does not do this shit ever. Who's the Vince McMahon of DC who's like, whoa, pal, not getting through me? I don't know. Like, DC is not my shit. It's yeah. weird. Like, I hate the DC movies for the most part, but their TV shows are great. 
I love Harley Quinn. I love Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol's great, yeah. Yeah. Like they they have good shows, but like yeah, the their blockbuster movies are very, very hit and miss. This is a little off subject, but since we're talking about that, have you watched uh the Marvel's Modoc at all? I started watching it today, actually. Oh, nice. How'd you, how'd you, what were your first impressions? I mean, I, like, I thought it was funny. I thought it was, like, it was good. Like, it's Patton Oswald as this guy who's just kind of compensating for his shortcomings. And, like, he's this big head dude who's like, I'm going to kill everyone. And, like, he's also just a dude that takes out the trash. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I actually, I would kind of compare it in a way to Harley Quinn animated series in that they take that they take a property in their universe and it's they don't take it as seriously and make it funny and I liked it a lot actually. Yeah, like it wasn't bad. Like I watched the first episode today, it wasn't bad. All right. Also um speaking of DC word on the street, uh Lego Batman director. He's opened up about the planned sequel that was canceled because of there was a rights issue because universal bought out all lego rights so no more are we going to see lego batmans or other wb characters in movies but presumably we'll get like um you know like whatever universal characters are like i think they said back to the future or something but I don't know. It's the kinda, Lego Batman movie is great. It's a great movie. Like, it was and great. it sucks. It sucks that it was canceled because it sounded really cool because Yeah, like I it was, like I read about it and it's like it sounded like it was gonna be amazing. Like it was gonna be a great fucking sequel. Yeah, they had it written uh Dan Harmon of uh community fame, Rick and Morty and Michael Walden, who's currently writer of the show we're gonna talk about a little later, Loki. So, I mean, when they talked a little bit about it, I was going to be like a Godfather 2. They were going to kind of get into some origins, but it just sounded really cool. So it sucks that we won't get that. When you Legoize a movie, I'm kind of into it. Like, I don't dislike any of the Lego properties. That's true. I'm with you. Because I actually I couldn't care less about Ninjago, which my yeah, kids like, were I into. Love that movie. I thought it was great. But the Lego Ninjago, yeah, was pretty good. It was pretty good. So I'm I'm sad that we won't get a WB version. I'm hoping Universal is as liberal with their characters, and we get whatever Universal I don't know, properties. Like, I, I, I think I Jurassic Park. So, like, if you're saying, like, the Back to the Future guys will be in the Lego movie, I'm kind of interested in that. Eh, yeah. You just, you don't know what what you're going to get. I think Back to the Future, I think Jurassic Park is part of the Universal, so we'll see. All the, like, King Kong, Godzilla, all that shit. Yeah. So maybe we'll get cool stuff. I was just kind of sad because I thought the Lego Batman was one of the better Batman movies we've had. Absolutely. Lego Batman movie is fantastic. And Galifianakis made a great like Joker, like a great comedic Joker. Yeah, and uh, 
Ah, who was Batman? The guy from Job from Rest Development. I can't yeah, think of his uh, name. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah, he was fantastic. Perfect. Hilarious. And Love that guy. As Robin, like it was just it was very well cast and very like it was a good fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, these, yeah these... it does suck that we're not going to get another one. Yeah, these rights issues are kind of a pain in the ass. Anyway, all right. Word on the street is uh, Jackass 4 drama has been ramping up more. As, uh, director Jeff Tremaine was granted a restraining order against Bam Margera from him and his family. It revealed the order revealed that Bam had been sending director Jeff Tremaine frequent death threats and bizarre claims like he's a wizard who can conjure lightning at will. (laughs) So clearly, clearly Bam isn't in a great place. Bam is off his fucking nut, dude. I don't know what that guy's up to, but like, it's all bad. I'm like, you got fired because you couldn't stay sober for a day. So, like, sorry, man. Like, that was our only fucking clause for you is, like, don't get loaded. And you continued to get loaded every day. So they're like, we got to cut ties. Because he won't fucking, he won't stay sober for this production. And I'm like, like, of course. Like, you can't. Like as like the insurance guys can't insure someone that's like fucked up all the time. Yeah. So like it makes sense why they had to let him go, but he feels betrayed and blah blah blah. He's all over the fucking Facebook and Instagram. Just uh it's it's sad. It's a sad fucking look. I it is sad and it's just one of those things that seems to just not be getting better because they've talked about it. It's been going on for a couple of months now, like, or longer than that even. But as soon as I heard about it, I thought, well, he's probably going to be going to rehab soon. You can't have this much public attention on you and not, but it just seems to be going further and further down the yeah. drain. Like he's, he's going all in on this shit. And it sucks. I mean, death threats, not only the dude, but his family, like his kids, he sent his death threats about his kids. I mean, Jesus Christ, Bam. Yeah, I was willing to give you a little bit of leeway here, but you don't, you don't, you don't act like that, sir. No, I was not willing to give him leeway. I was like, I've seen this happen, and it's gonna end badly. And if he is a wizard who can conjure lightning at will, I mean, use that power for good. Jeff Tremaine's just trying to make a movie. He's not a wizard. So he said he can conjure like put that rumor to bed. He's he's not a wizard. Okay. I, All right. I've never seen magical forces come from him. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Skating down a half pipe into a plexiglass wall. That's, that's I right. think getting a dildo rocket shot up his asshole. That's about, that's I think about it's, the, the wizardry that I've seen from him. I think it's kind of wizardy. I mean, if you see video of him 20 video of him today, you're, you'd say, is that the same person? Did he do a transformation spell? That guy <laughs> is. That's he's a little different. Alcohol, man. Alcohol catches up to you. 
Yeah. He's I mean, he's he's skipping past Phil and he's going straight look. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. He he looks rough. Like his face is so bloated. It sucks. Well, I mean, we do wish him the best. At least I do. I mean, he may have been a douche a lot of times, but you don't want to see someone go down such an extreme path. Yeah, like, uh, like it reminds me of like a the joke that Amy Schumer told at some roast where like Steve-O was there as one of the roasters and she said like talk about Ryan Dunn and his car accident and she's like people are upset that it wasn't you and he yeah. just looked at her like why would you tell that joke like that's fucked up <laughs> and like it, it makes me think like fucking as shitty as it sounds I'm like it should have been bam oh that is shitty <laughs> like <laughs> Wow, that is a shitty thing to I, I say, love bro. Jackass crew, I don't love this fucking drama. Yeah, and Ryan Dunn was like one of my favorites. Ryan Dunn was great. He was the only reason, really, to watch Viva La Bam. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah that, that that's the joke that kind of put Amy Schumer on the map. Yeah, that was a that was a messed up joke. I don't, I don't, I'm not behind that joke. <laughs> anyway. I wasn't either, man. Like, roasts are usually pretty, like, anything goes. But I was like, dude, like, that's his friend that died. Like, you don't have to make a joke about that. Seemed a little mean-spirited. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. On with it. On, onward. I have a couple different segments here. I don't know if they fit into Word on the Street, but we'll just keep them here. Do you want since to, uh, want... real quick, do you want to, like, stop here so we can, like, record again like to prevent the fucking audio bullshit yeah sure yeah yeah that's a good idea right so i have a couple segments here that aren't real big segments but just kind of things i wanted to run through because we haven't talked in so long all right and we want to i just wanted to talk to you about a couple things the first one i call just like a a get hype segment about uh, show and movie trailers that I'm we're looking forward to seeing. Okay. Um, because I know you watched the the Masters of the Universe trailer, and I thought you know yeah. we talk about that for a second because that I think that looks really awesome. It looks dope, and it's like it's Kevin Smith is behind it, like he's the brains behind it, the director of like Clerks and Mallrats and Dogma, like yeah, and Silent Bob, like. Like, he's the guy kind of behind it. And <clears throat> I've watched, like, his, his, when he goes live on Facebook, sometimes I'll click on it just to see what he's doing. And a lot of times he's, like, unboxing, like, Masters of the Universe shit. Like, he's, like, special edition figures. And so I'm like, he's a real fan. And yeah. Like, if you're a fan of Masters of the Universe, I think he's going to serve you well. Like, I think he's, like, he knows the characters. He's, like, excited about the show. And it looks amazing. Like, the animation looks fucking great. And I, yeah, like, I'm into it. Like, I'm going to watch that show. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I think the things I've seen with Kevin Smith, he seems more excited than I've seen him in 
years and years. Like I, he was, he didn't seem nearly this excited about the last Jane Silent Bob movie. Like he was okay. For some reason I feel a real passion about this. And uh, yeah, as a director, I think one of Kevin Smith's biggest flaws is like just kind of being lazy as a director and since this is a cartoon this is something you won't have to worry about since he's just writing it and stuff so i think we'll see the best kevin smith can give us i think so too like like yeah like you said like i watched the trailer and i was enthralled the entire time i was like dude this looks great yeah the art style the art style looks like epic somehow like that like it looks awesome. Which, it's like a cross between like anime and like I don't know, fucking the best Disney animation. Yeah, that looks really good. Looking forward like, to that. Masters of the Universe Revelation. All right. Also, um, Venom. Let there be carnage. I know we oh, talked about geez. that for a second. Jesus Christ. Oh, not after? as not not as into this one. No. Well, I know you texted me. You're a. We both are Woody Harrelson guys. We love Woody Harrelson. I I like and we get the trailer. He's the best part of the trailer. But like, okay, like full disclosure, I'm a huge fan of the Maximum Carnage storyline from Spider Man. Right. Like that is what I read as when I was like in junior high. Like that was what the story was. And I was so into it. And it was so good. And it's like now Carnage and Venom are like meeting up in the fucking movies. And I'm like, hell yeah. And then like I watched the trailer and the first like 30 seconds are fucking. Oh, the symbiote is like a buddy now. Like it's like a funny buddy fucking movie. It feeds him breakfast. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? That's not what the symbiote does, dude. The symbiote is not like, hey, Tom, let's fucking do the thing. No, it was weird. It was really weird, and it bummed me out because I just want to see Venom and Carnage and fucking Spider Man in a movie. Doing the Maximum Carnage storyline. But, like, I was excited to see Venom and Carnage in the same movie. Then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, I'm no longer excited. Except for Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. What did you Oh, the thing is, the the first Venom movie was one of the most meh kind of movies to me. It was whatever. It, It was okay. So I wasn't really looking forward to it, but Woody Harrelson, I mean, when I see him, I'm happy to see him. So I guess I'll see the second one. And I have no, I don't, I didn't read that storyline. So I don't have any preconceived notions on what um, Venom should be to Eddie Brock. And uh, I'm just glad that Woody Harrelson didn't go the route of Bruce Willis of not caring when he acts in movies. Every time I see him, it's like, guys, He's acting and he's having fun and he's being awesome. I like him a lot. I, I love Woody Harrelson and I will watch the movie too because like I I love Carnage. And yeah. I'm just like 
Like, Maximum Carnage was so good a storyline, it got its own video game. Yeah. Like, there was, like, a Spider-Man Maximum Carnage game for, like, that Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love that storyline. Like, thinking back on it, I'm like, I'm like, maybe I should, like, look that up on Google Books and fucking buy it. (laughs) Like, I'd like to read it again. It was it was real good. It was pretty good. I heard. I've heard. Because I bought the Infinity War shit before, like Infinity War came out. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like I read that again. And How did that compare to the movie? It upset me because, like, there were people in the fucking story that are a big part of the story that the MCU can't utilize because Sony owns them. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Mr. Fantastic is a big fucking role in the Infinity War, and so does Wolverine. Yeah, well, hopefully pretty soon we'll be getting those things. I hope so. Anyway, so going on, um, we got the, we had the Cobra Kai Season 4 teaser trailer. Or, I mean, you didn't see anything, but you saw the back of Terry Silver, which, if you've that listened to our previous you know that's enough for us because we're Terry Silvermarks. Oh, uh, it's going to be great. I am so looking forward to it. It is. Terry <laughs> Silver's the best. He's the most over-the-top 80s villain imaginable. He's and awesome. I, I'm just ready for it to just be pure cheese. It's, it's exciting. Like the The whole trailer was like, just zooming into the back of this ponytail head, and I'm like, I'm there. Let's go. I agree. I agree. I love how they, I've already loved how they've handled like <laughs> the Terry Silver storyline where showing him in Crease in Vietnam, but they did like a fake out where you thought the other guy was Terry Silver and he'd gotten killed. That was cool. It's a cool show, man. It's a really good show. Like he wants to punch you, destroy you, beat you into the ground. Oh, I love Terry Silverman. He's it's gonna be good. Like Thomas Ian Griffith coming back as Terry Silver with fucking John Kreese is gonna be amazing. Like I get goosebumps. Like it's gonna be great. Like I don't I don't know how they do it, but like Cobra Kai gets fucking better and better. And it's like breaking bad. Like, I'm like, how do you continue, like, season through season, like, to, like, amp me up more and more? Like, no show has ever done that except for Breaking Bad. They bring the hype. They bring the hype. Hell yeah. I'm ex- I, Yes, I'm excited. Me too, man. Like, you don't, have to, you don't have to ask me. I'm very fucking hyped for that one. All right. And finally, we have... um. Marvels. Since we're talking about Marvel, they came out with a big trailer of many things, but the main one was uh, the next one coming out. Marvel's what is it? Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. Are you familiar with this series at all? No. Well, neither am I. <laughs> neither am I. Or the Eternals, which they also came out with one yeah, for. Like there, There's a couple Marvel movies coming out this year that I have no fucking knowledge of. 
Okay, but, like, was... I also had no knowledge of Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was amazing. So, I'm hopeful. I am. I, I'm right there with you. I had neither of the Eternals or Shang Chi, and I had no frame of reference for these. So, but Marvel's built enough goodwill, and I think we're going to talk about that in a minute. That's uh, for real, dude. Like, Marvel's never come out with anything. The MCU, at least, has never come out with anything where you're like, you watch it and you're like, this is some bullshit. Even, even the, even Literally the, bad, never. Generally. even the bad ones, generally, like the, uh, like your Thor Dark Worlds or your Incredible Hulks, the ones most people see in the bottom, they're still decent. They're still fine. Like, I'll watch them again. Yeah. Like that, like bottom of the barrel Marvel is still better than most shit. I agree. I agree. Top of the barrel Marvel is transcendent. It's the standard of movies nowadays. They've taken over the industry. All right, and finally, um. Another little segment I have here is I just want to really quickly, really quickly just kind of review, go through a couple movies um, that we missed while we were on hiatus. Like just really some of the quickly, just like a like really quick down. Yeah, thumbs. Give me a give me a give me a score out of ten. I'll give you a score out of ten. Right. And as I go through these here, um, are you sure I've seen all these? I'm pretty sure. I I know you started. A couple of them. I'm not sure if you finished them because I know okay. how you are. Okay. So first off, we have uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, I like a six and a half out of ten. All right, I gave it a five out of ten. The more I reflected on it, the more I disliked it. But maybe that's just because you're not supposed to think about those kinds of movies. Um, the next one. I have. I'm one. I'm not sure you did finish actually. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I did not. I like it's so long, dude. I got like two, a little over two hours into it, and I'm like, I, I'm not feeling it. So I don't want to finish it. I didn't like it when it came out in the. It was better than the theatrical version, I guess. I thought it was. I did not need four hours. Like, fuck you and your hubris. Okay, well, in my opinion, it was much, much more rewatchable than the theatrical version, and uh, I th- I found a watchable period, so I uh, gave it I, six. I like a six point five again. Six and a half I gave it six. Okay, I gave it six, flat six. But like, I didn't watch the whole thing, so like, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Next, I have Mortal Kombat. I give that like an eight. Wow, you liked it quite a bit, huh? I thought it was dope. I liked it quite a bit. I gave it a seven. I found plenty of problems with it, but overall, I think it was a fun time. I mean, like, there, there's going to be problems with movies like that. I just, I'm in it for the fucking kung fu. And the kung fu delivered. Yeah, kung fu was cool. All right, next I have uh, Angelina Jolie's Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, I give it like a five. That's exactly what I gave it a five. It, like it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's fucking. It ends how you think it'll end. It's 
fucking the whole movie is like it's a it's a blueprint. Like it's it's been done a thousand times. So I was just like, I get it. I know where we're headed. Like it's fine. Yeah, I gave it a five too. It was it was whatever. It was watchable ish. It was I wouldn't really recommend it. And um, also the next one, I don't know if you watched actually. Uh, Netflix's Army of the Dead. I did watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So would you? What would you give that one? Um, that's a tough one. Um, man, I'm I'm not sure. What do you give it? I gave it a five. I was I landed pretty even on it, kind of like those who wish me dead. I was indifferent. I don't know, like maybe like a five and a half. There was cool was stuff in it, but I liked Tignataro a lot. That was the weird thing. I I thought that that would be the most distracting, off-putting, worst part of the movie, and I thought it was fine. I thought they did everything. Fu- they made it pretty. Considering she was never even in a scene with those people, they made it look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, right. Like she's never even met Batista. <laughs> she had yeah, several like scenes. She was just like kind of talking to fucking nobody but like they made it seem like she was absolutely there so i don't know like yeah that was weird that was weird to me to learn that that she was just all by herself every time she did a fucking scene all right and lastly i have raya and the last dragon um You know, like a seven. That's what I gave it to a seven. I thought it was pretty enjoyable, but not like, uh, you know, like you'd hope for from Disney. Yeah. Like it was, it was like, it was a middle tier Disney flick. Like it was just like, I expected a little bit more. I agree. But like, I... to, to our to our listeners, there is a movie on Netflix right now that just came out called Wish Dragon, which is also a CGI animated flick that has dragon, and it I thought it was great. I loved it. Well, like, you I, just I, told I, me I that that so. one like an eight and a half. I might check that one out with my kids then when you I have should. time. You absolutely should. I think they'd like it a lot. Because, yeah, I think they were with me. They they thought Lariah, the last dragon, was fine, but it didn't hold their attention like some other things could. I think, like, yeah, Wish Dragon is very, it's funny, and it's, like, the story is a good story. And, like, I, I really enjoyed that one. All right. I do recommend you watch that with your children. Will do, sir. Plan on it. All right. So next, let's move on to binge or cringe. Let's do it. All right. Binge or cringe. This week, we're talking about Disney Plus original Loki show with Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson kind of anchoring this show about Loki, one of our favorite villains from the MCU, the main bad guy from the first Avengers film. And... He splinters off after, was it uh, Avengers Endgame? And he starts his own side adventure here. Uh, what do you think about Loki, Joel? 
I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah. like, it's my favorite of the Disney Plus shows that have happened. So far, it's shaping up to be that way for me, too. It's pretty good. So far, I liked uh, WandaVision quite a bit. I liked Captain America. I WandaVision was great. I thought Captain America was really good falcon and the winter soldier was fun yeah oh yeah i forget that's how it started spoilers it ends with captain america and the winter Soldier. uh yeah i I, I love daniel brule in falcon and the winter soldier i thought he was a very fun character yeah but like loki is just magical man like, it's Tom Hiddleston. He's so fucking good at this character. And, he, like, he's so captivating. Like, you just wa- you can't help but keep your eyes on him when he's on the screen. Like, he's very captivating as this character. Yeah. And, like, his interaction with Owen Wilson as, uh, what's his name, Mobius? Mobius. Like, they're just, they're a very good pair. And, like, they're, like kind of like started out as adversaries and they're kind of coming together to like work together but in the last episode it may seem like I don't know where we're going from there I was gonna say Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson their chemistry is for for sure it's better than Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany it's it's incredible (laughs) they're good like like it seems like they've been fucking playing these characters for years and I just got to say how wrong I was because the first time I saw a trailer for Loki, my first instinct when I saw Owen Wilson was like, oh, Owen Wilson is older now and he's beaten down and it's kind of depressing to see. But then I see it's kind of the character and he plays it. It might be the best character I've ever seen Owen Wilson play so far. Just it's, these it's two good, episodes. Dude. He's like, he's very much playing the I'm too old for this shit guy. And I love and he, that. He seems a little more mature, and he just seems... He's great. He's really good. Like, him and Hiddleston together are magic. Like, they're fucking great together. And Yeah. It's, it's a lot, plus, like, the, all the time variant, multiverse, like, timeline shit is very interesting. Yeah. And I think they're, like... I think the entire purpose of this series is to teach us about the timeline because they're about to go fucking ape shit with that so i think the entire purpose of this series is like this is what we're doing like this is how the timeline fucks up and like yeah 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 i just the, yeah it's funny because when all this overall stuff is happening for the mcu and that show the most riveting parts to me are just like conversations between Loki and Mobius. Well, they'll have conversations about like predeterminism, predeterminism versus free will, you know, and it's some of the best stuff I've seen in Marvel. Like nonsense conversations. Like the last episode he was talking about, like how he likes jet skis. Oh man. By the (laughs) end, this is, I love it. In the next six episodes, we better see Owen Wilson on a jet ski. For sure. Like, he deserves it. At some point, we better see Owen Wilson on a jet ski. Like, he's just like, I love these fucking jet skis, man. 
But like, if I if I ride a jet ski, it's gonna look suspicious. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I love the show. I love it. It's great. But I do. I like nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Binge, binge for me. Binge for, for sure. you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. All of their every time they're on screen together, it's just and this last this second episode when talking it's kind of like a religious conversation but when he's like is this ridiculous that you think that these lizards made you in space he's like i'm sorry who are you you're a frost giant who got raised by thor would you shut up now (laughs) he's like like if you really think about it like it's fucking crazy to think about where anybody came from yeah it was great stuff dude really good because yeah he's like where are you from asgard you were fucking raised by odin Okay, like you fucking mythical weirdo. Yeah, really good stuff. Binge all day. Yeah, absolutely, I re- I could recommend the fuck out of it. Like if you like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, if you like Wandavision, this I believe is their best effort. Just I mean, because I... Tom Hiddleston's performance is Loki is fucking great, and. Owen Wilson added to that, like they're like you said, their chemistry is just off the charts. Recommend fully. Yeah, I hate to be a. I, I know. I think we almost come across like Marvel fanboys, but maybe Marvel deserves I that am at this a point. Fanboy, but unapologetically. All right, we'll just cream our pants every time a Marvel thing happens, and Fucking you know, a, man. What's wrong with creaming your pants? I can't help it if their movies are fucking fantastic. And their shows, yeah. Like, uh, what am I gonna do? Just be like, uh, was it Marvel with the miss on this one? No, they don't miss. They're all good. Yeah. All right. So everybody, like, yeah. What am I gonna do? Yes, I'm a Marvel fanboy because their shit is amazing. Everybody, go sign up for Disney Plus if only to watch Marvel because we we're Marvel fanboys, and so should you. Yeah, they have every Marvel movie you can think of and fucking Pixar and Disney and it's like it's a great service yeah all right everybody welcome to Main Street this week we're talking about a few different movies here first up I would like to discuss the Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, is what it's called. Now, this movie is based on, I mean, with heavy, heavy quotations, the real-life case of The Devil Made Me Do It, which was where a man named Arnie Johnson killed his landlord and claimed that he was possessed. And in the movie, Ed Warren and Lorraine Warren, played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, are at a exorcism of a child and this goes kind of sideways and the child goes into an another man named arnie johnson later that man arnie johnson with the devil in him ends up killing his landlord and because he's has weird visions that the devil made him see so then it kind of becomes a let's prove arnie innocent by the devil made me do it and then after that, it just becomes a real 
a real clusterfuck of a movie, and I'd say I really hated it. How did you feel about this movie, Joel? I want you to guess how I felt about this movie. I'm going to guess you didn't love it. <clears throat> I fucking hated it, bro. Well, I just want to know if we hated it for different reasons, because the problem, I think the I'm biggest... Sure we did. I'm sure we did. I think my biggest problem with this film was that it wasn't scary one iota and fuck it doesn't you, even man. It fuck doesn't you. try to be. It Don't doesn't tr- It doesn't try to How be scary. It becomes a goofball movie. How it becomes a, It becomes a goofball movie where it doesn't even revolve around <laughs> the devil. It revolves around them becoming brother, investigators. Brother. Brother. Yeah. Brother. When I was, like, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I was seven years old, my dad sat me down to watch The Exorcist. Because he thought that shit was real. Yeah. And he wanted me to know what to do in case of a demonic possession. Okay. That fucked me up for my whole life. And I avoided possession movies. And then you're like, watch The Conjuring. And I'm like, okay. Ten minutes into that movie, some kid is like contorting and breaking his bones and like flying off the table. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to watch this. I Do you really find that scary, the contortion? Okay, I guess. You know what? I guess it gets somebody because I don't... I didn't think it was... I don't know, dude. Like It's like fucking... People say, just immerse yourself in the movie. Don't fucking worry about, like, the imperfections. Just immerse yourself. And I try to do that. I was watching this movie, and I was watching this kid fucking writhe around on this table with these bone-breaking sound effects. And I was like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I want it to end. Hmm. Sorry. (laughs) I fucking Hmm. can't handle scary, man. And, like, unlike people that like scary movies, like, I don't wait for the scare and then judge it on how scary it was. It just scares the fuck out of me. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, I'm not critical of the scares. They just scare me. I, okay. Well, that's that's an interesting thing, because... I do like scary movies and this movie just it didn't do anything except piss me off a couple times it made me laugh the little kid attacking Ed Warren and I'll give you a heart attack old man it made me laugh this little kid jumping around and stabbing people and talking like that it was it was more funny than scary to me I don't find contortionism scary I've seen contortionists I'm the other guy that this movie scares so mm-hmm. there you go. I I don't know what to oh. say other than yes, this movie scared the shit out of me. And I did also like find it. that's why I don't like horror movies. I don't like to feel scared. I hate that feeling, and this movie made me feel it a lot. I also like, find the movie like, just you say you it didn't scare you, and I'm like. We're different, dude. 
Like, you wait for these fucking moments, and you're like, well, that wasn't scary. I'm like, when the moments happen for me, I'm like, ah! Like, I don't know what to say. Hmm. Also, I just, I found the movie a little, ah, really tasteless in its portrayal, because, I mean, in real life, this is... This was a real life thing that happened. I mean, like I said, there was a guy that killed another guy and blamed the blamed the devil. And in the movie, they just they kind of treat that landlord guy like a real piece of crap. Like it's like, well, that's not very respectful to someone who got killed's memory and just try to make this murderer. This guy's a murderer in real life. Like, you know, like, dude, the devil made him do it. What are you going to do, man? <laughs> the devil it's obvious the devil made him do it he's contortioning his body at the end all ridiculous and stuff there was one scene where I was like wait what when fucking they're like driving in a car and suspicious minds by Elvis comes on the radio yeah and I was just like, that's a weird fucking song for this movie. But then it became like a plot point. They started talking about the fucking song and Elvis. And like, she's like, I met Elvis. And I'm like, okay. Like, at least they made it something. Because I'm like, Suspicious Minds by Elvis is a really weird choice for this movie. Well, I know you haven't seen the first two Conjurings. It's kind of, I think it's established in the second Conjuring. They're they're like Elvis fans, the Warrens are. Yeah, like stuff. like I said, like it felt like I was missing some shit. Like this folks, this is the first conjuring movie I've ever seen. There's like seven of them if you count the offshoots. Yep. <clears throat> and I'm just like, yeah, yep. like I, I avoid these movies for a reason because I hate feeling scared. And unlike Cameron, I get scared when scary shit happens. When they plan, like, this is our scary thing, I'm scared 100% of the time. 100% of the time. Uh, okay. Uh, 95%. Can I ask you, when when they're in the morgue and uh, Lorraine Warren does her X-Man thing where she just hacks into a dead body, which was, that's so ridiculous and not consistent with the first two movies, by the way, but she, she becomes an X-Man and she can relive anybody she touches past and she hacks into this dead body and a, a zombie comes to life in the morgue and it runs at her and then when uh, Ed Warren breaks her concentration the zombie the big fat zombie just falls and bonks his head did you laugh come on man <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've seen I don't know like I don't remember feeling scared like, you remember that part know. Like, I, I don't remember my reaction in that moment, to be honest. Oh, uh, because to me, it was just like one of the better, like, Chris Farley Pratt falls. Like, when when the, the thing falls and bonks its head, it was like, I, it got a real, like, <laughs> out of me. That, that's good how stuff. I felt about the last episode of Loki when he fucking, the she Loki fucking dropped that big dude. Yeah. Like, who was fighting Loki, and he just fucking fell to the ground, big-ass dude. That's how, I yeah. like that. That's how I felt about that scene. I was like, oh, shit. So, uh... Like, The Conjuring, fucking The Devil Made Me Do It. 
Uh, like a fucking two out of ten. Yeah, I give it a a two point five. I'd say it was pretty bad. Pretty bad stuff. If if you're a fan of horror movies, you're not gonna like it. If you don't like horror movies, like Joel, I guess maybe you won't like it. So we can't uh, recommend it in uh, any capacity. Do you like the first ones? I like them a lot better than this. Yeah, I do. The first one's a pretty good movie. I don't think you'd like it because it's actually scary. Well, this like one's actually. Scary. <laughs> no, it was like it if you find it scary. The Conjuring, the Devil like made double me scary for me. The Devil made me do it. They didn't even try to be scary at a certain point. They just turned into a investigators, and it was it was goofball shit. It was That's why, ridiculous. Like, I, I texted you after like the first ten minutes of the movie. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, dude. Like this movie is fucking me up. That's and you, and you were like, what? There was like one effective part in the beginning of the movie when the little well, kid gets I didn't in. No, like I thought, like they just they set the tone with that first scene, and I was like, "Fuck this, man!" That was but one of the it worst. Was like not like that for the rest of the movie, so I was okay. When the little kid got into the shower, and then you see the hand on top of the shower. For some reason, that was a scary shot, but then they kind of ruined it by like, oh, and the showers him with blood. Ugh. I was like, ugh, whatever. Yeah, it was I dumb. that was kind of lame. Like, that didn't really was... scare me. The, the hand did, like you, like the hand did, but then once the blood came, I was like, oh, all right, I guess. No, no, it's just dumb. But then right, once so... he became like this crazy demon kid, I fucking lost it. I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, I have to fucking remind you, like, it really does stem back to my fucking dad sitting me down to watch The Exorcist when I'm seven years old. That fucked up my whole horror enjoyment for the rest of my life. Like, I can't do horror. I can't. I can't. Like, I can do horror if it's humans. If it's all fucking like scream or something like if it's all human beings doing shit i'm fine okay once you add like supernatural fucking monster elements i get fucked up yeah and they're basically just just uh x-men like i said like uh yeah they're having x-men fight at the end where they get into each other's minds and stuff it's so stupid it makes me so mad this movie sucks don't ever watch it never recommend Moving on. Right. Moving on here. Um, the next movie I want to talk about was 2021's In the Heights. Uh, Joel, would you care to take over for this one? Um, sure. It's like it's it's a musical from Lin Manuel Miranda, the the man behind Hamilton. Like yeah. it's a it's a feature film musical about. A bunch of kids living in, or a bunch of youngsters living in Brooklyn that are not rich. They're very, like, day-to-day, like, live how you live. They run a bodega. And, like, they just, they live their lives and they sing about it. And it was, I thought it was fucking great. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it was all right. I wasn't as big as you on it, but I don't know if that might change because coming into it, my relationship with Lin-Manuel Miranda and Hamilton was, I watched Hamilton for the first time on Disney plus and I was somewhat underwhelmed after hearing all the things about it, but I added a couple songs to my Spotify playlist. And then after hearing those songs, I did. And then after hearing those songs a couple times, I'm like, you know what? I want to hear a couple more. And so I added a couple more and then, and then so on and so forth until I basically had the entire play on my Spotify. And then I was like, I'm going to rewatch this movie. And I rewatched the movie more than once, twice Hamilton? and Hamilton. And I really ended up loving that play. I think, the stage direction is really good. I really love all the songs. So I got to say that it was a slow burn for me from man to love. And uh, I'm kind of. I think you might fucking have these in the Heights songs in your fucking playlist after a while. Like, cause I, I might. really enjoyed I might. the songs from this movie. I enjoyed the music a lot. The music was very similar to Hamilton, too. And you could tell Lynn Mar- Miranda, he has a style. Yeah. And uh, I like the style. Yeah. I like the style. Storytelling. Yeah, uh, it was mostly unknowns in this movie. Anthony Ramos uh, anchors it as the main character, Uznavi. Um, you have people like Jimmy Smith's in there in smaller roles. But uh yeah, it's 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 around this Latin community that is a real like kind of tight knit community. And that's something I guess <laughs> I've seen in movies before where I'm just like, man, I, I've never felt like a part of a community like that at all. Sure. I don't I don't talk to my neighbors, man. Yeah. These people are like we are all a family. That is weird to me. Like when when neighborhoods are all just like we're all fucking a part of each other. I'm like, what? Like, oh, that's Mrs. Watson down the street. I'm like, I go okay. Yeah, I don't know her. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I'm with you. Like, I find the fucking communal neighborhood thing like kind of foreign. Yeah, it was it was definitely foreign. I don't I've never felt that way. Like I don't think I feel as close to my own blood family. Well, maybe my immediate family, like my kids and stuff, but as they are I like, oh my so. <laughs> Well, I'm saying these people, you know, the we these people are like, oh, our local shop owner. And it's like we're all and it's like I love him and like Jimmy Smiths or whatever. And I was like, Okay, that's cool, man. I don't know, like, I really like the main guy, and I really like, like, his black friend. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought they were just, they kind of carried the movie with their songs, and they're just, like, I I like them a lot. Yeah, there was, it was, it was all pleasant. I thought it ended really pleasantly. Yeah. The main, the main guy was, uh, Dr. Dre and the straight out of Compton. Oh, was he? Yeah. 
So that was cool. That. I mean, not, not the main guy. I mean, I'm sorry. I meant his black friend. Well, his, yeah, his I, one friend. I figured the main guy was not Dr. Dre in the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uznavi was not Dr. Dre. Yeah. Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I like I never think about that movie anymore. Like it's not on streaming anywhere. Like I'd love to watch Straight Outta Compton again. Yeah, Straight Outta Compton was a good movie. But yeah, this, like I don't know. I'd, like I'd give it like a fucking eight out of ten. So far, I give it like right now. I give it like a six and a half out of ten. I thought it ended really pleasantly. It made me smile with the you know his kid. And, the reveal that they're in New York still, or oh, spoilers, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> These are spoiler reviews, like whatever. Okay, yeah, because you thought you know you thought the whole time he's he's talking from where was his homeland, Puerto Rico, oh, his homeland. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean, Dominican <laughs> Republic. It's one of those. Ah, that's. Uh, I feel bad now that I can't. It's one of the, it's Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico or something i just i i i concur with you that like it was pleasant like it was it was very like it made me smile it it was very like even the sad fucking songs were like had an uplifting tone to them yeah and like so just i was i was in a good mood the whole time i watched it and like it it's rare to find me in a good mood these days. But like when I was watching In the Heights, I was just like, dude, this is fucking dope. I like this. I like the music. I like these people. Like I'm into it. And it put you in a good mood. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, uh, speaking about good moods, there's another movie I want to talk about from Main Streets real quick. Just one that I don't feel like it's enough credit that I've seen. I mean, I've seen some people talking about it, but not too many. And that was uh, 2021's Netflix original, I believe. Uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, which was made by Lord and Miller, the same people who made Lego Movie and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, this movie was about a family, a somewhat dysfunctional family, they go on a road trip, and amidst their road trip, there's an a robot uprising, and somehow this quirky family is the perfect family to kind of come together and overthrow these robots. And in the end, I really thought this was one of the most delightful movies I've seen in a very long time. What about you, Joe? Mm-hmm. Dude, like, The Mitchells versus The Machines was probably one of the top five animated features I've seen in the last five years. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, it it should have been a theatrical release. Like, it's crazy to me the fucking money Netflix is putting behind these animated features. Because, like, I was telling you earlier, like, I watched wish dragon and it's like the same thing like it's just this amazing fucking cgi animated feature well yeah that makes us killing it on that front like it it was great like danny mcbride is the dad like he was awesome 
I agree. I, I think everyone in the movie was was fantastic. The the main daughter, uh, Ab- Abby Jacobson, was the actress's name. She was great. Maya Rudolph as the wife. But yeah, them. Yeah, had, if like, Witch the Dragon comic relief that was just goofy. Yeah. I mean, maybe they they're they're knocking out of the park with these movies, but I feel like maybe they're their uh what is it their media their machine what you call that press isn't doing justice because i hear a whole hell of a lot more of things like stranger things when that's about to be released than i did about mitchell's versus the machines or wish dragon i don't know you know what i mean if if you're like me you know every goddamn thing that comes out like i keep a very close like ear to the grindstone on that like i know what's coming out and when not many people are like you. Good, but I know when new shit is coming. Let's say uh, a ca- a more casual person. Like I'm not even casual, but I gotta say, Mitchell's versus the machines, and especially Wish Dragon. Those movies were completely under my radar, and they both. I mean, well, Wish Dragon I haven't seen yet, obviously, but the way you talk about it, it's definitely I, worth I, seeing. I kept hearing about it like it like it would appear on the websites that i frequent and people are just like wish dragon's fucking great and i was like okay i'm gonna watch this movie and i did and i I was like i like this so much more than raya and the last dragon like a disney fucking like that's weird to me to say that i like this netflix animated movie more than like a disney proper movie that is weird. That's yeah, very I agree. Similar because they both have dragons that are mythical. I'll definitely check that one out because Mitchell's versus the machines. I I definitely I recommend. I would give it like a dude. I would give Mitchell's versus the machines like a nine out of ten. I I agree. Nine out of ten. I think. I mean, it's it's got kind of a similar art style to. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which I thought was one of the most unique animated movies I've ever seen. And it's got, because it's made by the same people, it's got a lot of the same comedic sensibilities and kind of goofiness, irreverent humor going on, but also heartfelt. It's really great. Really, really great. I agree. Like, like, yeah, like, I, I couldn't recommend more that you share Wish Dragon with your kids. Like, it was I think they will love it. And I think you'll like it. Like, it's just a really good fucking movie. Like, it's funny, and the story is, like, intense, and you just want to see what happens. Like, it's a good fucking movie. All right. Well, now that it's summer and my kids don't have school anymore, like, I'm sure many people out there all have time. You okay? Sorry, man. I forgive you. You're all forgiven. Everything is forgiven. And on that note, why don't we get out of here? Joel, is there any last words you'd like to say? Um, yeah, like I I'm sorry for the hiatus. Like I hope we can maintain a little bit of uh normalcy again. And yeah, like uh thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for sticking with us. As always, we love you. And uh, wait, is there a sign off, Joel? 
go ahead and say goodbye, man. Just say goodbye, and that's the sign-off. I was wondering if we say bye to the streets or something. Okay, this is the...